Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Oh, that was loud. Dr. Jonathan Beeler, you are, uh, you are like. Cut him off for the coffee. You're wild and woolly this morning. Yeah, I was saying you, you must have had quite a bit of coffee. All right. We'd like to do a quick shout out to South Lake, Texas. Yes. All nice right. area. Another place to visit. Another place to visit. I think you're one of our newer cities. Thank you so much for listening and sharing. We really appreciate it. And uh, today, we, it's been a couple of days. We haven't done a uh, follow-up on the Israel war, so we're going to do that today. Did you want me to start with the article? or sure. do you want to, Okay. All right. Here's the latest article that I found. It is from CBS News, and it was put out about 50 minutes ago. So here we go. Israel's war with Hamas appeared set to escalate Saturday as the country's military renewed a warning for civilians in the densely populated northern half of Gaza Strip to evacuate to the south to preserve your safety ahead of a widely expected ground offensive. Offensive. Sorry, I can't talk. Missiles have rained down on the Palestinian territory for a week since Hamas militants launched a brutal terror attack on southern Israel. On October 7th, firing thousands of rockets and storming into the Jewish state on a murderous rampage. The combined death toll on both sides of the war climbed over 3,000 on Friday. Rising in Gaza as the Israel Defense Forces hammer the region with missiles that it insists have all targeted Hamas. The warning from Israel has sparked a mass exodus of civilians heading south through Gaza amid ongoing airstrikes and dire humanitarian circumstances. Israel's military said Hamas attack and ongoing rocket fire from Gaza had killed more than 1,300 people and left at least 3,200 wounded as of Friday. At least 27 Americans are known to be among the dead. In Gaza, the health ministry said Saturday that the Israeli air strikes had killed at least 2,215 people, including 724 children. And left more than 8,714 wounded. And I know it's awful. They had like a six-hour window where they like did a ceasefire and what, allowed people. What country to does out. that? Yeah, I know. So, allowed people yeah. to get out. So, yeah, it's just hearing of the tragedy of all the people. They're losing their lives. It's just so sad. But, you know, you will hear right now. I think we're starting to see it now where the yeah. media in the world is turning on Israel. They've been on their side. They've been rallying. Oh yeah, that's so evil. Oh, let's get them. And now, yeah. you know, you see that turning, which the Bible predicts all this, that right. the world will hate Israel, but uh, you, know, you know, what country will give them aid, their enemy aid and right. warn them before they attack them. I mean, really? Right. And to go along with what you were saying, that there were thousands of people in London rallying in support of the Palestinians. So I feel like over, you know, we're going to see a lot more of that. They're going to show all, a lot of carnage uh, on the media. Yeah. To say, yeah, you know, this is so disproportionate. This isn't right. fair. Yeah. Um, I guarantee it. It's going to happen. It will happen. It is. It will. Uh, but... We know from the Bible that, that that's going to be, and from history, too. Right. Um, but anyhow, you know, it, it's interesting to me. I, I see it as a little bit of a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. 
psychological, I think spiritual too, is a lot of my, I can almost predict what a lot of my patients will, you know, anxiety and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and I've only had a couple, and, and even they were brief, that even mentioned the attack on Israel. Yeah. Now, I don't understand that. To me, I'm just kind of bamboozled. Uh, I think it could be, number one, kind of uh, numbness to where people are numb to it. True. Or people are looking at it that's so far away Mm -hmm. or just oblivious to the seriousness of it. It is very interesting. I mean, you know, you see some things on Facebook about it, but usually when something major is going on in the world, you see things all over. I mean, you can't get away from it. And I'm very shocked that this is not a situation. We can very easily get away from this in a, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Um but generally, world news and such, you, you can't get away from it. So people well, are not talking. People, they have to be brain dead not to know about it. <laughs> True. So I, I, I'm just thinking that there's a phenomena here. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, we are very comfortable in America, in the United States. Right. Uh, I think that a lot of people are oblivious and don't want to really Uh, admit to themselves the seriousness of it, that this could even happen here. It could. And don't you feel like people aren't realizing that? I know back in the 60s, 70s, they had, you know, bombshell, I mean, bombshell drills and things like that. But we're just all just la-di-da-di-da going on like we're not, like we don't even realize that this, what's happening over there could definitely happen here. And people aren't even talking or thinking about it i don't feel mm-hmm. not that we're trying to scare people we're definitely not trying to scare people no, no. but you ha- i mean why isn't anybody talking about it and i'll tell you and well I, it could be cognitive dissonance right there people are going on like everything's normal that okay. there's nothing going on and just you know like an ostrich with his head in the sand mm-hmm. uh you know just going on with everything like like nothing's changed so if we but, ignore it, it's not really happening. Right. Yeah. Well, we lost like 3,000 people in 9-11. Right. And they said because if you're taking the size of the country, mm-hmm. the impact, it was more like 30,000 people died in Israel. Wow. And and think back yeah. to 9-11. You could not get away from it. It was no. everywhere. But it's not like this with this. Well, I'll tell you another phenomena, which I, you know, I'm kind of really, really surprised and not surprised. Okay. Uh, It talks about in the end times that there will be scoffers. Let me read that verse if I can find it here. Sure. Um, Unless you, would you like to find it? (laughs) I can find it. Okay. I think it's in Peter. Uh, yeah, Second Peter three three. Mm-hmm. All right, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. So, I expect the world to do this, right? I expect the atheist, the agnostic, the unregenerate to say, "Oh, so what? God's been saying He's going to come back for a thousand years." Ho ho ho! 
You know, I expect that. Right. But I am seeing pastors. I am seeing supposed Christians. Some of them may be Christian, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they don't believe this has anything to do with prophecy. Uh, but they're just basically deceived on or, or er, ignorant about right. prophecy. Okay. Mm. That could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. Or I also think that there's a lot of preachers that are saved and a lot of Christians that are saved that say they're Christian. Right, right, right. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm excited. The Christian needs to be excited. They need to love the appearing of the blessed hope of Christ Jesus. Absolutely. I'm on I'm excited about the, the the signs of the times pointing to Jesus. Me too. Now, what would be the reason that someone would be scared or 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 laugh and mock that of the second coming? A, they don't believe in it. Right. B, um, they you know atheist. Well, not B, but that goes with A. People that don't believe in it or people, you know, some people use their fear Mm -hmm. and they make fun of things because they're afraid. So it could be one of those. It could be one of those two things. They don't believe it or they're mocking it because they're afraid. They don't know what else to do. But you shouldn't be afraid as a Christian. Well, those people that are afraid most likely are not Christian. I do understand you yeah. know, think about from a young person standpoint. Sure. They're wanting to live life. They're not understanding that living life is hard because they're yeah. a young person. That's true. And some of them are not as excited about the second coming because they only realize the world and the life they're living now. Because I remember when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, Lord, don't come back yet. I haven't lived my life. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten married, haven't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I do understand that standpoint as well, but that is um, not really ignorant. It is an unknowing of the wonderful things that are to come that will be so much better than living the life. A million times better. Yeah. Right. So I can understand that standpoint too. So there's basically, you know, about three people, three types of people, I think. And then the ones that are excited. So four. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And, and it's really, this is about the rapture. It's not about the second coming per se. Right. True. Yes. But, but uh, the rapture. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like the church, and I love the church. I'm not, yes. when I say the church, I'm talking about in general. Right. Um, the pandemic caused some division. It did. Uh, and you saw that the division in that within the church body. Mm-hmm. The the uh, woke wokeism mm-hmm. called division and called a division within the church, uh, and I, I'm seeing now that Israel, the nation of Israel, the 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 prophecies that we're seeing, and, and I, I believe without uh, unequivocally, their prophecies that are 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 culminating that are coming forth pointing to the, the, the rapture and uh, ultimate fulfillment. Right. Um, so we see this, and I, I think that that is also separating the goat from the sheep. I agree. 
And so by the time you get finished here, there's going to be few true Christians within the church, visible church. Right. The visible church. Yeah. That's sad. Let me ask you, I'm just going to throw a monkey wrench at you. You can throw a monkey anytime. Okay. Throwing a monkey. Um, (laughs) All right. So I was talking to a friend the other day. I know you and I have talked about this. Mm -hmm. She was talking about how her church is different than it was several years ago. Yes. And I said, yeah, I've noticed that in a lot of churches. Mm -hmm. And I said, I really feel because during the pandemic, we were so closed off from everybody. We were more internalized. People are less apt to share themselves. People are, mm-hmm. are less apt to share their emotions. Yes. Some of them even have a hard time having emotions, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I think tying that in with what we're saying today, that mm-hmm. might also be what they're seeing because we're seeing with people not talking about it is everyone's internalizing it. I agree. You know, just... Well, Something you're keeping me honest because you're 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 making me go back to the psychological <laughs> and, and mental health aspect. Well, I'm just you know, I, I, as I we've been talking, yeah, I, I've wondered if that could be one of the reasons, another reason. No, I think you're right. I think going back to the mental health, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe mental health and, and spiritual health and even the physical health go hand in hand, uh, oh, holistically yeah. speaking. Right. But uh, yeah, I think people are, are just so terrified and they've in, in, internalized mm-hmm. the trauma right. that we've gone through for several years and the right. trauma of the, look, we've had Hawaii, a city in Hawaii burned down. Oh my word. Yes. I mean, come on, you don't hear that every day. We're yeah. having earthquakes around the world on a greater um, uh, frequency and even a more power than ever before. In places well, that no one well, really get them. Yeah. yeah. We had a small earthquake several weeks ago in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens in Alabama. <laughs> oh, Except, well, they, they do have good uh, beignets. Oh, yes. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast about Mobe beignets, mm-hmm. go back and listen to that. Cool. But seriously, I, I think you're right. I think that the church needs to be more open about fear and I about agree. questions. Right. Uh, about anxiety, about prophecy. Right. About end times, about the, your own doubts. Because one of the things that's really helped me th- through many, many times is doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a lot of people are like, how do you, you know, know all the answers to a lot of these questions I have? And I'm like, uh, because I've had the same doubts. Right. You know, and I think we need to be honest about our doubts within the church. I agree. And we need to call people out to share their feelings. I mean, I am the first one to admit that a lot of times I keep my feelings bottled up, but you're so good of drawing them out. So, you know, you need to have... You need to have people that you trust Mm -hmm. and you need to have these conversations to really talk about, you know, have you really thought about the Israel situation? 
What do you think about it? You know, what are you feeling? We need to have more conversations about this. And we definitely need to have more prayer about this. Because if we're not talking about it, most likely we're not praying for them. So it's important to talk about and to pray about to give it to God. Did you know, not to change the subject, but it's, sure. it's also very interesting. Uh, I think I was I was listening to or watching... Um, um, Oh, what is his name? The master's piece, uh, the the guy who shares uh, Ray Comfort. How can oh, I yeah. forget his name? I don't Ray know. Ray Comfort. <laughs> he was talking about the word Hamas is in the mm-hmm. Bible. Right. I didn't realize that was in the Bible. It's a Hebrew word. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, some people, there will be some scoffers out there, I'm sure, that Dr. J is twisting the words in the Bible. And really, <laughs> he's trying to make it fit modern day. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Jesus said be watching for the signs, young man. Okay, uh, okay. Come okay. on. <laughs> uh, so the word Hamas means violence or cruelty. Right. Mm. Now, of course, way back three, 4,000 years ago when Moses was writing Genesis, I don't think he was thinking of the, the group. Okay. No. I but think I think either. in God's sovereignty, God's providence, right? he allowed the Hamas group to name themselves Hamas, mm-hmm. which represents violence, violence and cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything goes back to the Bible. People don't realize how everything is centered around the Bible, around God, and people just don't acknowledge that. But it is. I mean, just that very word, you know. It says in Genesis six eleven, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, Hamas. Right. There you go. Yeah. Um, it, it, you go through the Old Testament, it is mentioned 59 verses, the word Hamas is, and almost all of them in context is cruelty or violence right and in the end times it will it says in matthew that we in the end times we will be like in the days of noah Mm. days of noah were days of violence hamas right right Mm. so it's understandable we talk about people internalizing Um, right i think with this we as a church need to be open to this and have people that can our the our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ can talk to right about questions and not feel judged definitely i agree i agree and you know we we're doing these updates cuz we want to we do want to keep it in the forefront of our minds we do want to pray for israel uh, we do want to pray for those people that are fighting um, and we also want to make sure that you remember that God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.